man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Name out of your That's mouth. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep my wife's name. All right, well, we'll stop there. Yeah, uh, anyway, totally <laughs> <like>. <laughs> nice. Play the work sports. sports. What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we got no agenda and just raw sports. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Glad to be here. You know, another episode and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we're getting closer and closer to that 50 piece. So, should be a good one, man. We got, uh, we got a couple of recaps. We are in the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals. We got a lot of stuff going on right now, man. So, um. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and roll right into it, man. Yeah, John, let's roll right into it, baby. Let's pop it off hot. All right, so let's go to the first thing, man, and and we'll go ahead and talk about the Stanley Cup and how that's all playing out right now. So last week when we were talking, we were obviously recording during uh, during Game Six between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Well, the Golden Knights would go on to win that game. And uh, Dallas would just basically not even show up. Golden Knights would win six to nothing uh, with a very convincing win, obviously. And that was the second time that they had shut out the Stars. So right now we have the Panthers, Florida Panthers, that is, versus the Golden Knights of Vegas. So they're both facing Ray Ray, and uh, they already played game one. And now they're in game two, so so I'm gonna go ahead and kick you some stats in game one, Ray Ray, and then uh, I'll get your take on it. So Vegas will end up winning game one, so obviously they lead right now one to nothing. But uh, during game one, Vegas they would be tied with the Panthers after two periods, two to two. But the third would roll around, and I guess the Panthers forgot they still had another period to play. And Vegas would go on to score three goals in the third and end up winning five to two. Now, if you look at the stats, man, shots on goals were almost the same, 35-34 the Panthers. The Panthers actually had seven more hits than the Knights. The big difference here, Ray, was the Panthers had 46 penalty minutes in game one. And not only did they have 46 penalty minutes in game one, Ray, Vegas scored on two of the seven power plays they had against them. So, I mean, they, they beat them by five to, to two. It may have been a lot more competitive had you not, you know, gave up seven power plays and two goals on it. So what's your what's your take, your thoughts of game one in the Stanley Cup finals between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights, Ray Ray? So, I mean, going off the rip, you can go ahead and tell that Vegas is already looking like the more put-together team, at least a more disciplined team. Uh, for those that don't know, in the power play, you know, it's a f- five to four man vantage. The uh, the team with the penalty loses the player. So you know, sometimes you can make it through that. Sometimes you can survive. But if you're going to give a team seven chances to do it, they're going to score eventually. And as we see, they capitalized on two of those power plays, and they might have lost anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, of 
three to two, but at least you don't get blown out five to two. And at some point, that mentality of we can still win this, we're still in it. You know, there's only a minute left, but we only need a goal to tie it versus we need three to tie it. So at some point, you're you're shooting yep. yourself in the foot. You need to learn, hey, maybe we should stop getting all these penalties, whether that means we don't play as aggressive. You know, maybe we just need to dial it back total instead of just attacking the whole time. Maybe we just need to realize, like, hey, you know what wins games? Scoring. You know what doesn't win games? Uh, penalties, especially 45 minutes spent total in the box. I mean, that's not going to do anything for you. And as of right now, with the end of the first period, Vegas is already up two to zero. So will this be, you know, will this be the same story again? I don't know, man. This is—it's just been ridiculous to watch Florida already fall apart. Well, the crazy thing about this, Ray, is that if you think about it, right, a hockey game without any overtime is sixty minutes. So they didn't even play a full period in this game, not even a quarter of a game. They didn't even play a full quarter of a game. With all their players on there, they were down at least one man over 75% of the game. That is insane. So my, my key things for tonight, and you already said that the Panthers are, are down 2 nothing, right? Is that the Panthers have to come back and they have to play a better game, man. You have to do exactly what you said. You, you can't play sloppy. You can't make stupid plays. You can't play uh, make emotional plays. You have to get out there and play smart, play with your head, and play the way that got you through Boston and through Toronto and through Carolina. Because right now, you are not setting yourself up to do good. And and a little side note here, both teams are looking to make history by winning their mm-hmm. very first Stanley Cup championship for the franchise. So I think the Panthers can win this, man, but they got to have a clean game. They got a chance for they sure. They got to have a clean game. We'll see how... Uh, We'll see how game one plays out, man, But uh, or excuse me, game two, but so far it looks like uh, same song and dance. So, Well, then, with that, we can roll over to, uh, to Mr. Austin himself and get the old NBA recap this week. So, hey, Austin, you got it, big dog. He's got to be excited on this one. What's up, guys? I've got a lot of awesome games to talk about as well as some crazy stats, so let's get straight into it. Game 7 of the Heat and Celtics series was one-sided in favor of the Heat. The Heat beat all odds to get a chance to fight for the NBA title, and they didn't let anyone stand in their way. Eastern Conference Finals MVP Jimmy Butler scored 28 points, and Martin had 26 points with 10 rebounds to help the 8th-seeded Heat beat Boston 103-84. Bam scored 12 points with 10 rebounds for Miami, which makes this Miami team the first 8th seed to reach the NBA Finals since the 1999 New York Knicks. Game 6 hero Derek White scored 18 points for Boston. Jalen Brown had 19 points with 8 rebounds, but went 1 from 9 from 3 and committed 8 turnovers. And Jason Tatum had 14 points with 11 rebounds after turning his ankle on the very first play of the game. Now on to the Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Finally, it's here. Very excited to talk about this series as it continues to go on throughout for however long it goes. And I'm very excited just to keep you all updated on this. 
Now for game one, Jokic got a triple-double in his finals debut. Murray scored 26 points, and the Nuggets had little trouble with the cold-shooting Miami Heat on the way to a 104-93 win in game one. On Thursday night, Jokic finished with 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds. Aaron Gordon added 16 points, and MPJ scored 14 for the Nuggets, which trailed for all of 34 seconds and eventually led by as many as 24 points. Bam finished with 26 points and 13 rebounds for Miami, which shot 41 from the field and 33 from three-point. Gabe Vincent scored 19, Haywood Highsmith had 18, and Jimmy Butler added 13 for the Heat. Miami went two from two from the free throw line tonight, which tied the record for fewest made free throws in a playoff game, broke the record for fewest attempts from the free throw line in a playoff game, and set the record for the fewest free throws made and attempted in an NBA Finals. The previous record was the Lakers, who went three from five from the line against Philadelphia in 1983. Now on to game two of the Finals. The Heat tied up the series and had to overcome a monstrous 41-point effort from Jokic to do it. Gabe Vincent scored 23 points, Jimmy Butler and Bam each had 21, and the Heat beat the Nuggets a 111-108 in Game 2 on Sunday night. Murray had 18 points and 10 assists, while Gordon put up 12 points and Bruce Brown also had 11. Denver lost at home for the first time since March 30th and for the first time in the 10 home playoff games this year. Tyler Hero has rumored of coming back during these finals. He has played a 2-on-2 on Saturday and he continues his efforts to make a comeback on the court from a broken hand suffered from Game 1 in Round 1 versus the Milwaukee Bucks. His status from, for Game 3 is currently unknown. And that's all for me, guys. I'm going to send it back to Ray Ray and John. I'm going to see you all next week. All right. Hey, great breakdown, Austin. I appreciate it, man. I love hearing you talk about my Miami Heat, which are in the finals against all odds. So And tied, like Austin said. So, Well, Ray Ray, Nuggets versus Heat. Everybody's screaming in our Discord, sweep. Five to one at the most six two. Right now we got an even game one to one. The Heat went on and stole game two in Denver. And like Austin said, this is the first time the Heat had won in Denver in a very long time. They are actually now on game five advantage because of that. Um, I I mean let's be honest, the Heat are not playing pretty ball really. I mean I, I don't I don't think. Uh, I think we're fooling anybody here by trying to pretend that they are Rare. Uh, but a W is a W. Um, you take them where you can get them. That's it. That's it, man. And, and like on our Discord, Havoc Katie, she dropped a stat today in there that showed the Heat had been in negative point differential throughout 20 playoff games in every quarter except the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, they're plus 90. That's huge, man. That is huge. I think their second closest one was uh was period one, and that was negative one. So I still think this is going to go seven games, man. What's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, seven games for sure. It's going to be a treat no matter what. Looks like two good teams, mm-hmm. and uh you know in terms of golf, it's it's not how you drive, it's how you arrive. You know, so so what if we're trailing in the first three quarters? As I love as, that. And the fourth one. We show up and we win. That's all that matters. But it's crazy when you break down what Austin even mm-hmm. said, that the Heat had overcome a 41-point deficit. 
or a uh, 41 point effort over. Yeah, that's what he said, right? He had to overcome it. That's wild when you think about it, too, that they had to give up so many points. So, so what happened to Denver? Did we just stop playing? Are we just not caring? You know, because you don't want to give away these games. You're not playing cat, cat and mouse. Jokic definitely is. And I think you're going to go in and win. You're not trying to be flashy. So I think we're going to see again, personally to me, it's another uh, kind of heat and Boston matchup when you think about it, right? I mean, I think we could say the favors is Denver and heat is obviously, you know, not favored mm-hmm. to win it because they're the underdog. But at the same time, we saw what yep. happened. Boston messed around. They found out they lost. And it looks like, again, the way for the heat to win is they have to be on their best ball. And the other team has to suffer a little bit. They have to not play to their full potential, which is what happened with Boston. But unfortunately, I think the difference here is that Denver is not Boston. Denver will stay on the horse. Denver will be like, I don't know what the heck we did game two. We got to fix it. So we'll we'll see what goes. But no matter what, I'm kind of leaning towards the game seven now. I said I know I know I said game six, but it just looks like it's going to be a straight you know knockout, drag out, whatever you want to call it. We, we're fighting tooth and nail. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what we get out of this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and Tyler Hero, like uh, like Austin said, I mean, he's eyeing a return. So it is still questionable, like, like Austin said, uh, for game three. But, I mean, that would be huge to get him back, man. And I think it would definitely even the kill. But, I mean... Everybody, everybody is against us right now. We are the number 16 seed coming in to play the number one seed in the NCAA March Madness tournament right now. I mean, we are that storybook. I mean, it's unreal. The odds against us every game. I think I seen last night's game was uh, at one point the odds were if you bet... A hundred dollars, your payout was four hundred dollars if we won. I mean, that's insane, dude. This is NBA that's finals. Big return right there. That's a huge return. In our Discord, we got a uh, you've seen it. We got that gambling bot in there that lets us obviously Little use casino. Yeah, lets us use digital currency and stuff. Just kind of bragging rights, and you, know, you can buy different stuff through the uh, through the server and stuff. But you know. Uh, you throw your money on it, and there was a lot of people jumped on that because the odds were so good, and and there was some big paydays, myself included. So, well, I guess that leads us since we're already talking about the Nuggets, Ray. Is Jokic the next face of the NBA? I mean, is he going to be the guy once LeBron finally steps away? Because obviously, even if LeBron's not playing well, right, his chokehold is still on the mm-hmm. the NBA, and, and probably. Always will be until he walks away, but no, that yeah, no, for sure, that's a fair assumption with LeBron. What you think, Ray? Um, so I think we're gonna see a shift for sure. If it's not Jokic himself, it will probably be a foreign player. I don't think it's gonna be a homegrown guy here much longer, because I think our issue we're starting to see here is, you know, he's from Serbia. You got Luka Doncic, who's from. Probably the same area. I, I truly don't know. I know it's somewhere European too, right? Mm-hmm. But you got these guys who know if I put in the sweat equity, I can go play ball and make bukus of dollars. And they're wanting to leave these countries because they realize they can come here and, and do what they want. 
obviously they're they're leaving Serbia for a reason or these foreign countries you can't make the same amount of money so I think what we're seeing is a I wouldn't say laziness because they're still professional athletes they're still you know the cream of the crop for what they do but comparatively they're getting outworked and they're getting out hustled it's the true statement of uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard is what we're seeing so I don't think Jokic will be it in the term of looks or in the terms of anything like that, but it will be in the terms of just pure dominance. It will be in the terms of, I got to go up against this guy who can get boards, who can score on command, who's not afraid to pass the ball around. Like, I got to go against a guy who just who wants to win at the end of the day. He doesn't care about the stats, mm-hmm. but caring to win will give you the stats, whereas caring about the stats doesn't necessarily give you the win. I definitely think, Ray, that that he's got to be the face of the league a little bit right now. I mean, obviously, it feels like each year we're talking about a new up-and-coming young guy, but this dude is a two-time league MVP. Honestly, I think he should have been a three-time this year, but... That's my personal opinion, um, but I don't think honestly I don't think the NBA, I don't think the NBA wants him to be the face. To be one hundred percent honest with you, because this guy is not—he's not the sexy looking player. He's not flashy, you know what I mean. But he is the best player in the league, in my opinion, and that's what's going to make him the face. But definitely, he's not the guy that you know is uh, is going through his legs, the flashy pass, you know the. The, the amazing shot, his shot, you look at his shot, his shot's goofy. You know what I mean? He makes weird-looking mm-hmm. plays, but he, but he oh, makes yeah, them, man. Sure. He makes them. And, you know, I definitely think uh, I think there is some solid players out there that they would like to be the face, like Booker, Tatum. You know, both of them, they pass the eye test compared to, to Jokic. But all in all, man, you, you, whether you like it or not, this big goofy dude is uh he's out there making it happen man and he is to me right now the most dominant basketball player on earth i mean i don't know you're hard pressed to argue any other point i mean to be honest with you this dude if you look at his 3 year span no one has had such a good run as he has had so i i think in the future he could become the face or kind of like you said the face of the NBA will become foreign in general, not just like a one man show, but like a, mm-hmm. like a, a region type thing. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be like, look out for this area. Yeah. 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 So, you know, kind of, it, it's kind of like how Japan has become bigger and for bigger baseball. in baseball. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times you don't think of right now you do, but a lot of times in the past, you didn't think of one Japanese player. You thought of that region, or I don't know if you remember, but back when uh, like the Caribbean area, the you know Dominican Republic, and all those players were coming in Cuba and stuff, and some of them were just dominating in MLB, and that was kind of like the face for a while was like those players from that region. When again, but think about that region and why they're the face, like. Let's just be honest. Between the two places you could live and make money, where you where would you rather live and make money? Oh, of course. What you know? What's what's my way out? Sports. Yep. You know. So so why would you not want to do it? You know. Just to piggyback real quick off the Jokic thing too. You know, what do you think? Face of NBA. What do you think? 
LeBron James. I think swagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashy. Swagger. Alley oops. Like, like crazy got, shots. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking pretty. I'm not thinking technical. When you think face of NFL, I don't necessarily think that because let's just be real. When you think NFL, you think Tom Brady or you Peyton think Manning. Peyton Manning. Yep. But now, but I will say we are getting a shift to like you're starting to think Patrick Mahomes. But to me, he's really not flashy. Like he may dress, you know, a lot more outgoing than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning did. He's flashy on that or field, Brett though. Favre and all them, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, and I was gonna say that too. On, on the field, he's making things happen that shouldn't work. But you know, it's just funny. Like it's almost like the NBA. You think flashy, and now the NFL's going to it. So for a face of NFL, I could see anybody. But for the face of NBA, to me, it, it just has to be somebody who's already flashy, who's just got the swagger, who's just got like a little bit of a. Uh, I just I wouldn't know what to put other than just swagger on them. I mean, that's just it, right? I just that's that's what I see, and that's just not Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. I mean, he's just so mellow, so calm. He doesn't have that. You know, if we think about it. Let's think back. You know, uh, and then we'll roll into the next topic. But you got LeBron's the face right now. Kobe was the face before that. MJ was the face before that. You know, and you had greats in and out of there. You know what I mean? I mean, you had AI. Yep, at one I was thinking of AI. Was in and out. Yep. You know, like. And so you had greats in come in and out of there, right? Yeah. But when you think about just those three players that you and I have named, right? That's a it's a there's a certain arrogance, there's a certain killer mentality, there's a certain it's like an attitude. Yeah, there's a certain there's a certain swag to them where they come up in there and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, you know what I mean? Jokic is none of that, man. He may have that killer mentality, but it is not it's not front and, and present for you to see it. There's no arrogance to him. Yeah. This dude's just like, Meh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you see the switch. He, you could see his switch off the court. He's like, I'm lovable and fun. And on the on the court, he's like, I'll kill you. Whereas the other guys are like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like he would do pickup basketball against me just to show me out. Whereas Jokic would be like, let me show you how to play. That's just the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally different. He is a totally different mindset than some of the players yeah. we've watched in the past. I mean... Even when LeBron like him or hate him, right? LeBron has kind of turned the league into a friendly league, you know, less killer mind state. But uh, he has moments where he's just, I'm here to to gut you, you know. And I do not, Jokic is like, leave my family alone, and I won't gut you. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing you're gonna. Pretty much. That's the only you're gonna get a rise out of that. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. That's it. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Keep my wife's name. All right, well, kid, we'll stop there. Yeah, uh, anyway, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, Ray, we'll roll into the next topic, man, about the uh, the Packers wide receiver and what he said about Rogers and Love. I know you sent that to me, so go ahead and uh, fill yeah. these fine people in on that story. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of faces, I guess you can make the argument that it's uh, been Aaron Rodgers for a minute, right? Because it seems like he's been in the news the most. Everyone's wanting to know what he's doing. I think he just finally realizes uh, this is a tangent. This isn't had to do with the article. I think he's finally realized he's the cream of the crop. I'm the last old man standing. Everybody else around me that was better than me and winning is now gone. I at least want to be in the headlines as much as I can before Patrick Mahomes takes me over. Anyway, so you have this, uh, you know, the, this young receiver, this young rookie. He wants to come in. I'll, I'll go ahead and give credit where the credit's due. I was reading on uh, on Fox News, and it was one of their articles. So just kind of give you a summation of what's going on is Romeo Dubs had Rodgers throwing to him in his rookie season last year. So this is about Packers receiver doesn't see big difference between Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. 
So just kind of give you a breakdown real quick. It says that there's a big question mark at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers following the trade of Aaron Rodgers. It is in terms of who will be under center come week one, but rather the production come remotely close compared to the future Hall of Famer. Jordan's love task is a big one in Wisconsin, but he's expressed his confidence that he can lead the Packers this season and beyond. One of his receivers, Romeo Dubs, has his back too. believe there isn't a stark difference between Love and Rodgers. Mm. So he goes on to basically say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers might have been in the league for a while, but really just receiving from, from Love, there's not much difference. You know, granted that Dubs was, you know, his rookie season, he didn't do too terribly much. But at the same time, I say too terribly much, but he hauled in 42 receptions, 425 yards, and three touchdowns. So I guess depending on what you want to say uh, for a rookie, is that it's good? relevant. Is that bad? You know, but he's he's a relevant receiver, I, I would think. But at the same time, is it is it this man throwing actual shade, or is he just trying to hype up his guy? You know, like this is my new quarterback. I got no love for Aaron Rodgers. QB one. I'm sold out for mm-hmm. him. This is the dude I love now. Doesn't matter who was here. Doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers threw me a thousand yards last year. This is my guy now. And I could see it more of, you know, this is like we just got to talk about the flashiness, right? Everybody wants to be in the spotlight somehow. I'm a rookie. I'm going into my second year of my rookie contract. I won't make an exa- I won't make a name for myself. This is my guy right here. So when he pops off, I can tell you I told y'all yep. this is the man. Yep. Yep. And uh, he probably read all that stuff too, or listened to us talk about how you know Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers both did this thing. He's probably thinking that this is Jordan Love's year anyway, so he's about to call it. I told y'all, I told y'all, we're gonna be this demand. Yeah, I, oh, Ray, I don't know, man. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, talk trash on his man's stat because again, it was his rookie year. He's getting to feeling things, but first off, dude, you you barely play with Aaron Rodgers. Right, you you played. I think it was thirteen games. Started seven of them. So yeah, you played in practice with him, but practice and real time scenario are different. Um, and Rodgers didn't have a great season last year, based off of what his supporting cast was. But to try to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers, a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a four time MVP, I don't care what you say, man. Ten time All Pro bowler. Yeah, you're not four time All Pro. Yep. <laughs> Yep, exactly. And it could go on and on and on. You are not going to – I mean, you're not going to convince me that it's the same thing, man. There's no way. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love can't become a great, right? Not at all. N- not at all. But as of right now, they, there's no way you are going to tell me they are the same person right now. This is not, like you said, this is not Derek Carr right. Right. and Jimmy G, okay? They're not the same person. Is this Not at all. And – I feel that that he is definitely probably trying to hype up his quarterback, trying to let him know I'm sold out to you, which is awesome, man. Um, that's awesome to do, but sometimes you got to think about what you're going to say. You know, hyping him yeah, up behind him. closed doors is one thing. Once you put that out there, now you get, you know, it, it, it's could backfire really big in your face. And not only that, man, what happens if you have a fallen out or you try to come back and backtrack it later because – Love is, you know, playing horribly. Now you look real dumb, and that's where this could could get ugly fast with him. So, I mean, if we're gonna, you know, like this is you're not even comparing something you could truly compare uh, at this point because let's just be honest, this is where Mm-mm. they they have a good chance to be compared now, right? Not 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 in this mm-hmm. moment, but going forward, because I think the true comparison mm-hmm. is we have to look at Aaron Rodgers 
fourth year versus Jordan Love's fourth year. Well, we're getting Jordan Love's fourth year going into the league. So at that point, we could compare their actual full year being QB1. You know, that's like, uh, yeah. I've always thought, how do you how do you compare two guys who have played in two different eras, you know, or one's played longer than the other? Like, what's going on now? You know, like you have the debate of who's a better kicker, Adam Vinatieri or uh, Tucker, right? Well, on paper right now, Tucker is the better kicker. Tucker has also played less. So Tucker's mm-hmm. had less opportunities to to mess up. You know, not granted. Now he could he could yeah. do better, but if he retired right now, do we look at the first fifteen years or do we look at Adam Vinatieri's like fifty year career? You know, so I think at this point it's like you said, how do you how do you compare Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love? I have an eighteen year veteran to compare to a guy who's getting his actual first start. You just look dumb. You don't think you thought that one through. I don't really know how else to put it. So, well. He's he's young. He'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I I don't hold any resentment towards him. I just think that you're uh, sometimes you should keep maybe your opinions to yourself. You know what I mean? If they're too crazy bold, but then again, like I said, he could be he could uh, make out to look like uh, the genius in the room, and it's all said and done. So, well, let's roll in Ray Ray to our way too early picks to win each. NFL division. So, for all everybody out there, Ray Ray and me uh, are going to sit down here and break top to bottom all four divisions in the AFC and NFC and give our picks. We're going to go back and forth. One's going to call out, give their uh, ass, pick, pick the uh, pick the division, and the other one's going to give their take on it. And then uh, the originator is going to have a chance to rebuttal and and state their winning team. So, Ray Ray. I'll go ahead and start it, man. Who do you have winning the AFC North? Hmm. So I think this is going to be a competitive conference for sure. I don't think you can ever count out Joe Burrow. I don't think you can count out Lamar Jackson now, considering that he's kind of got the supporting cast he wants. The Steelers, I don't know. I'm not a true believer in a Kenny Pickett. I think they're going to be hurting still without Big Ben, so I'm going to put them at fourth. Uh, so I might I might work my way up. I think the Browns are going to be our biggest dark horse in the AFC North. I think that's fair. Uh, they could do who knows. Will uh, Deshaun Watson finally come in and be worth something? Hopefully, get it figured out. But I'll say my safe bet is going to be the Bengals anyway. I think Joe Burrow's still pissed off. Joe Burrow's tired of getting sacked. Joe Burrow is tired of getting all the way to the end and not finishing. And out of all the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow has the most experience getting to the postseason. So I'm going to go with a safe bet here. Say the Bengals make it, and they're going to have a repeat record of last year and go 12-4 and again. Mm, okay, okay. Well, uh, I didn't break down any records here for anybody, but... Uh, I basically got two words in that Cincinnati Bengals. The Browns, I mean, they got their pieces that last year, right? I got it. The Ravens, they got OBJ and Lamar. I got it. The Steelers, they can never be counted out. I got it. But I don't feel that anybody is on the levels of the Bengals. Um, and, and honestly, unless Joe Burr gets hurt, the Bengals got this, man. They got a young core. They've been here. They've done that. They're battle-tested. They've already made one Super Bowl. They've been close multiple times to making a second one. I don't think any other team is coming for that throne as of right now. So I'm going to align with you and say Cincinnati Bengals take this one. 
Man, so far we're one to one together. We'll see if it's a repeat of every other time we do this. <laughs> what you got? It's on you, Ray Ray. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll throw it into your wheelhouse. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and hit you with this one. So before you hit me with it, who you got winning NFC South? Oh, NFC South is 100% bias, and I'm going to go to the Dirty Birds winning this division. I do think all teams have improved this year. You know, the Bengals got, or excuse me, the uh, Panthers got them a new quarterback. Uh, Saints got them a new quarterback. Tampa Bay's got a new football player that says they have quarterback. A, yeah. mm-hmm. They have a quarterback somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video of Trask, but. Uh, and Baker. Hit, yeah. His name is a, his last name is about what you would think it sounds like when you speak it. I mean, it was not good looking. So. Look, if the, uh, if the field was a player, he'd be great. Wide open. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think I think I'm gonna go with my Falcons, man. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts is coming back healthy. We're gonna get to see uh, Ritter get his first chance out there. You know, and we did just get uh, Robinson. So I uh, and they're tra- testing him out everywhere. So I mean, I, you could see him play like a more of a Cordell Patterson player. Cordell's back as well. Tyler Jeer. So I think they're going to take number one, but if it's any consolation, second place to me is going to be the Saints, if that counts for anything. So, Ray Ray, uh, who do you have? So considering it was the most, I would say, mediocre of all of them last year, uh, just, just to break down, just to refresh you, 8-9 is what won the division, and everyone else was 7-10. <laughs> <laughs> so, Say it so, ain't so. So I think... Uh, I think the Falcons have the advantage when you don't even look at it from bias, right? Because the Panthers are already splitting reps at QB1. Uh, so even if we go with Bryce Young, he's not guaranteed to be all that in a bag of chips. This is rookie season. Mm-hmm. And I've, and uh, I'd be more honestly afraid of Minshew Mania showing up for the Panthers and, and doing something. But again, they're splitting reps. So I'm not worried there. The Saints, I think Derek Carr would be a little bit of a threat. It depends if he gets it figured out down there or not, but he's a new quarterback on a new team. We've seen time and time again, sometimes you just need a year to adjust and to shift. Some guys come in and they're hot. Some guys just like, I'm, I'm, I'm new here, bro. I got to figure it out. It's almost like a new rookie season. I think the Bucks are going to take dead last and we're going to start reverse again until they have Tom Brady come back. So I'm going to have the Falcons edging it out. I think we're going to go above 500. I don't think it's going to be great 500, um, but it'll be great compared to last year. I'm going to give us going with 11 wins and the, uh, what would that give us, six losses? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Bajern, or for Robinson. I'm not going to try that first name again. I didn't agree with where the pick was, but he's great. I don't know if you've seen his interviews. He just seems like a stud, a stand-up kid. And I'm excited to see what he does. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead then and uh, I'm going to kick you an easy one here. AFC West. Who wins that one? Hmm. AFC West. Huh? So I got a pick between Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos, which was what last year on paper the supposed to be the hardest division. I definitely had it. Rated very hard, yep. And uh, just so we recall, the best was 14-3 and three Chiefs and the worst being the 5-12 and 12 Broncos, who were supposed to be really competitive. So, 
I'm going to keep this quick for you. Obviously, it's Chiefs Kingdom still over there in the West. I don't think there's any argument. Patrick Mahomes coming out saying, I'll take a pay cut because I'm prioritizing wins and rings over money. Uh, says enough as it is. I have a winner at quarterback. We've seen that before with Tom Brady, and we've seen it with Peyton Manning, and we've seen it with uh, what's Drew Brees. You know these greats who are who are proven winners took pay cuts. We're seeing that in Kansas City. Everyone in the West needs to be scared. Chiefs on top, Raiders on bottom. Chargers and Broncos will throw hand to hand combat for second because I think with the new coaching staff and the Broncos, we'll see a change. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I got Kansas City. Really got nothing else to say there. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And uh, nobody's on their level right now. Chargers are second closest. I still think uh, Raiders and Broncos are competing for the bottom. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Uh, let's see if I can find you an oddball to throw at you, man. Because right now we're still three for three, but we have ones that are just so... Oh. Don't worry, right. it's going to shake I, up, I'm that's sure. That's okay. I'm going to shake you up right here with the NFC North. Ooh, NFC North. So, I was saving this one. This one, to me, was... So, I got I got it down to two teams. Okay, I got it down to two teams. And neither team is named Packers or Vikings. So, the Bears okay. were the worst team last year. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think there's any arguing there. But... Yep. They 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 did address a lot of issues that they did. So I think they're going to make a jump this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think the Bears will make a jump to be Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. Fair, but I do think they're going to make a jump and they could compete for the division title here. Mm-hmm. However, Detroit, listen up! I got the Detroit Lions coming in and taking this <laughs> no division. Way. And making the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. I do. Uh, I think the, the Packers are going to take a step back. The uh-huh. Vikings are looking to lose uh, Dalvin Cook. They're trying to get rid of him, trying mm-hmm. to trade him, whatever. And um, and Kirk Cousins we do not trust is That's what Kirk I always Thuggins. hear. So, hey, I like me some Kirk Thuggins, but he, he's a choke artist too. That's right. But I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this dark horse man. I'm gonna say the Lions come up here. Jared Goff looked like he had it figured out uh, last year. You know what I mean? His defense was just struggling. They fixed the defense a little bit. They got him some uh, some you know more running. I mean more rushing attack. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I just I just think the Lions. I don't think they're gonna win a Super Bowl or nothing. But I think they can come in and and compete and take the division. So Detroit Lions, I got you winning it. So uh, my my oh no wasn't because I didn't believe you. It was because we're now uh, is that what five for five, <laughs> four, <laughs> for four. four for four, four for yeah, that's like that, why. Yeah, yeah we, hey, whatever it is, we all tied up still. So I do agree. I don't think the Bears can do worse than three and fourteen. I think they're growing. They're going to have growing pains because we got to actually Justin Fields can look around and see a target somewhere. Uh, you can go ahead and throw out that stat again if you want to about that wide receiver. The uh, the fact that DJ Moore, if he had played for the Chicago Bears, would lead the Chicago Bears in receiving yards. Yeah, so there you go. So now we actually have a weapon to play with. So now we'll see a difference. But I think the growing pain is going to be Justin Fields figuring out how to use that weapon again. He's going to be like, dang, I haven't seen this since I was in Ohio State. So, <laughs> so I think the Lions are going to get figured out, man. They're so prolific last year on offense. I think they have a chance to figure it out. 
And I do think it's time for the Vikings to uh, start to degress. So I do think it's going to be between the two. I'm hoping the Lions will pull out and uh, win the division. But I agree, they're not Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I mean, and I do have the Bears. The Bears, I think, could also compete for it. But I think we're going to see start seeing a shift in power, honestly. So. All right, then we'll, uh, I guess before we start, getting different picks from each other. I'll kick the NFC East over to you and see who you got there. Okay, so so we're going to have to pick on that, huh? Yeah. You're going to make me choose between the great Washington Commanders, the uh, New the York old. Littles, damn boys, and the Georgia Eagles or whatever they call them. So obviously yeah. this, is, this is biased to me. Uh, 100%. Got to go with the Eagles, but not just because of the Georgia players. Let's just Don't again lie. look. Let, now let's, Let's just look at the division, John. Is there, is there really much line to do here? <laughs> Let's just be real. We, we we think Danny Dimes winning it. No, we think the Washington Commanders are going to get figured out. Shoot, they can't even get their name right. I mean, they can't get. I mean, come on now. And no, <laughs> and them boys, we know what they're going to do. Choke. We're the boys. You're not America's team. Get that out your head. I don't know what you are just because you got a little star and we got 50 of them on the flag and you think you can be the 51st one. That don't mean nothing. You're not doing anything. Uh, Eagles all the way. It's going to be NFC East. Them Eagles are going to fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Eagles win this division again. I said it before with uh, KC. I'll say it here. To be the man, you got to beat the man. The Cowboys and Giants will fight for a second. I think the Cowboys – I do think the Cowboys could honestly – contend if they could get it together contend for first in this division but i don't mm-hmm. think they'll win it they washington jerry jones to leave yeah washington the commanders are just happy to be invited to the party so <laughs> nothing is showing me that the eagles are going to fall off here hey i've been screaming Jalen hurts is a great quarterback before everybody else decided to get on the bandwagon i'm gonna stick with it nfc east mm-hmm. fly eagles fly that's a real x factor there yes sir Throw it at me. Mm. All right, let me hit you with a trash division. AFC Mm. South. AFC South. So, last year, AFC South was won by Jacksonville Jaguars facing the Tennessee Titans in the finale to Mm. make the playoffs and win the division with the Texans and the Colts, just like the Commanders, just happy to be invited to the party. This year, Texans, Colts, Hey, y'all are still in rebuild mode. I do think y'all could do something in the future, but right now isn't the future. Right now is now, and uh, right now it is still the Jacksonville Jaguars. They showed me that they could win. They win the playoffs. They beat a great Chargers team and had the biggest comeback in NFL history. The Titans, to me, are a threat, but they don't know if they're going to trade Derrick Henry or not. You know, is Tannehill going to be a starting quarterback? Malik Willis is now. Is it going to be you know, oh, uh, Levis? Like, who's going to be the starter? I don't know, but I don't think that is a team that is going to knock off Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville knows they can beat the Titans now, and I think they will be the Titans now. So, Jacksonville Jaguars win this division again, and they don't win it in the season finale either. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I mean. Here we are again. We'll agree. I just think that the Texans and Colts are both rebuilding. 
time is on their side at this point because they can only get better. You can't do much worse than three and thirteen, four and twelve. I don't know how you expect me to pick anybody else when, you know, like yeah, I can believe in Anthony Richardson, but how can I believe in Anthony Richardson when at first, even at Florida, I didn't think he was the best quarterback. We've seen it doesn't necessarily transfer to the NFL, but you've seen it firsthand. That running back can be hot one year. He can be the worst thing ever for you the next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think the Colts have it. I think they're rebuilding. I give them a year or two, I think they got a real chance. But then the issue is, will we keep Jonathan Taylor, who has proven he can be a real running back? Titans, though, when you flip it, time is not on their side. Time is 100% mm-hmm. against them. You had easily... I think you could make the argument King Henry was not the greatest running back ever, but the most physically dominant running back we have seen in a while. I mean, you're stiff arming grown men and throwing them away. That's that's launching them. That's that's dominance. But I think that's against them, man. They don't know who they want. They having a quarterback conflict. I mean, who's my QB one? I don't even know who, who up to QB three is. And again, T. Law, man. I think once Sunshine really got that true rookie year out of his way. You know, again, we discounted two years ago. Last year was that true rookie year. I just, I think the Jaguars are a more put-together team, and Trevor Lawrence will have it figured out, and he will be as good as people suspected him to be his rookie year before Urban Meyer decided to go to the club and throw that away. (laughs) Uh, In the club. All right, well, uh, we got two divisions left. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going to hit you with the AFC East. I want to hear your take on this one. Who do you have winning the AFC East out of Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, and J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Well, based off of that, I almost feel like uh, I'm picking to not pick with you so we don't go eight for eight. (laughs) I think we can safely say the Patriots are not the team they used to be. The time of Tom Brady is long gone. Patriots that does not mean that they are a bad team. They still went eight and nine. That's still better than majority of the league. Just shy of five hundred. However, it would have won the NFC South. It would have won a lot of divisions. It would have been competitive. It would have won our division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they, that's already better. So it would have won two. So anyway, Patriots I think are going to take the bottom this year. I just think they are. I just think that they're having issues with Mac Jones and Zappy and they just don't know who they want either. Belichick's like, I miss Tom Brady. I need to just go pick some six round guy again from Michigan and hope for the best. I think the jets are going to be a top contender. I think you got a true toss up between the jets and the bills, but now with Tua being healthy and Tua being 20 pounds heavier, I don't know if you've seen those pictures. That dude is a straight, like just cake looking guy. Now, like I'm talking about bit yoked, you know, and uh, I don't know if I'd want to fight him at this point because apparently he'd been doing that BJJ religiously to get used to hitting the ground, which is sad. Offensive lineman, you should be ashamed if your quarterback's learning how to get slammed so he don't die out on the field. But it's a little uh, rough. It's a little rough. I just, I, I think it's a true throw, man. I don't want to throw away the Dolphins. I believe Tua with that lefty quarterback having Tyreek, but at the same time, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle can't do it alone. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have the stance at the Jets, but you know. I'm going to have to give the edge to the Bills again, but I just think Josh Allen's going to screw it up like usual. You might have gone 13-3, and but going 0-1 in the first round of the playoffs don't do you no better. Hey, well, we ain't worrying about the playoffs. We're just worrying about the division now. <laughs> well, I still got the Bills taking the division, but I still got them also losing first round in the playoffs. All right, well, then we – hey, 
I was hoping we would swap here. We are not the same. It's a mirror. You got the Jets, don't you? I got the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. <laughs> hey, so this one was a tough one for me. This is probably my toughest division. So it was a three-way tie for a good bit thinking about this one. Um, and uh, I'm not going to name the team that wasn't the three-way tie, but it was the Patriots. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins had a solid year last year, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins had a solid year last year, man. Uh, if they can stay healthy, I honestly think they can be the champs this year. Yeah, 100%. And they have a solid chance to mm-hmm. to take it. Um, the Bills, I mean, you can never count against the Bills, but uh, like like my boy uh, my boy Vinny said when I was talking to him about their uh, their exit out of the playoffs, the Bills really are Josh Allen. And everybody else. Stefan Diggs is a decent wide receiver, but and he's a Bills fan. But they don't have any talent really built around this man. They get him players, but let's be honest. A lot of them aren't great players. They're not trash or nothing. But they're not they're not to the same level. When you think about people contending, right? When you think about the Cincinnati Bengals, when you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, you think about these teams, right? When you think about the Dolphins. You're thinking of teams with multiple stars on it. That's right. Stefan Diggs is not necessarily not a star, but he's not in my top 10 probably wide receivers in the NFL, I can tell you that. And if he is, he's barely in there. I'd have to, I'd have to sit down and look. I can tell you he's not in my top five. Like 10.1. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, he's just, you don't have no no stud wide receivers, mm-hmm. like like stud wide receivers that are competing for, you know, the top of the league. Um, you. you and like I said, there's no jab on Stefan Diggs. I do think he's a good wide receiver, but I mean, he's not a Justin Jefferson, a Lamar Chase. You know, he he he's not a uh, a Tyreek Hill, a uh, Cooper Cup. He's not those type of players, man. Um, mm-hmm. And even if he is that and can be that, he's not getting any help off of the off of it because they got no stud tight end. They got no you know uh, wide receiver too like. It's just them. So mm-hmm. I don't think the Bills mm-hmm. win it. We already see if Josh Allen gets beat up too much, he he's going to get hurt, and that's going to screw him up. So I think that the new kids on the block, the Jets put a lot of time and effort into, and they're you know selling the future to get one now. They've seen what happened with the Rams. It worked out for them. So I think they're going to take the same ship, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon with them and say they take it. So. Yeah, and uh, you, you just got to remember the the Dolphins being nine and eight isn't a true nine and eight, right? Because Tua was hurt for how many games? Four or five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he was out. I mean, because they yeah. were undefeated, weren't they? Or he? What would the stat with Tua was every game he started in minus that game he won? Yeah, because that 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 start counted against him. But if you take that away, he he himself was undefeated in the regular season for I think up until the very end of the season. Yeah, if not I mean, the whole season, right? So it's a very hard thing to choose because he's not a bad quarterback then, right? Not at all. So it's a t- it's a toss up. I think if my true hardest division before we hit this last division will be the AFC East. Uh, I think that is like that's this year's hardest division. I agree, I agree. So well, with that, Ray Ray, that leaves the NFC West. So. With mm-hmm. this one, I'm sure you picked the San Francisco 49ers, and that's fine. Um, 
I think that uh, Seattle made some upgrades this year, and they could be nasty. I think uh, the Cardinals cut ties, and they'll still suffer this year. I think the Rams are the Rams. So, I mean, honestly, you never know what they're going to do. They could be a wild card. They could come out and flounder. But, you know, they do have your boy on there now. So, who knows? You know, maybe they're going to go play college football and win another national championship. I don't know. Hey, he's looking better than others, Tampa Bay quarterbacks. <laughs> but the 49ers, right, they are a monster of a team, and they've shown that they can run without having a quarterback run their system. That is nuts. No matter who you put in, we just need you to be able to somewhat throw the ball. We'll make mm-hmm. you look good. Playoffs were a different story for them, obviously, because they needed a quarterback to run the offense then. But we're talking about regular season you know, playing against everybody, not the cream of the crop or the top mm-hmm. tier or whatever, however you want to look at the playoffs. But I got an upset brewing and Geno Smith coming out there with the Hawks Ain't no and way. taking this NFC West. You better switch your pick to the 49ers. Hey, no way. 409, write it down. Write it down right here. We're, uh, I'm going to take a guess before the editing. We're at the 55-minute uh, mark. I lied. We're at the hour mark. Write it down. Write it down. They're not winning. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the 49ers, man. I definitely don't have the Cardinals. I don't have the Seahawks. I think the Rams are going to be your dark horse again. This has nothing to do with Stetson. I, yeah, I know. The 49ers, I think, are going to have the same issues they had because I can't tell you who their quarterbacks are. I can't even tell you if their quarterback has gone and gotten Tommy John surgery if he needs it or not. Um, I will agree with you. The 49ers have shown that we have a system. It's in place. It works. Can you throw the ball? Cool. Can you remember the plays? Cool. I can make a high school kid look like a professional athlete on this team. Not taken away from the quarterbacks, but they have shown they went through one, two, three, and they still won 13 and four and only lost because the miracle kid uh, lost all his magic and his arm said, I can't play anymore, coach. I'm torn. So I think the Rams are going to be on a uh, on a rebuild in the sense of, hey, how did we win a Super Bowl, and then how did we go 5-12? and 12? I think Matthew Stafford is eyeing retirement. Uh, he's getting up there. If I'm not wrong, I believe I read or heard from somebody that he's also getting nudged towards retirement. His I don't wife, know if that's yeah. true or not. Yeah, yeah okay, his so. wife has kind of almost been begging him to, uh, so, to so, call it a career. So I think we just think about that, and uh, I think that elevates people to the next level, right? Because I want to go out on top. So if this is my last year, I could see it as a, I'm going to hand it over to this guy. You know, we're Automata, that word, cool, brothers together. Um, (laughs) And and people care about that, right? Especially in that kind of thing. There's like from one bulldog to the other. People, I don't know why, but people care about that. You know, in that sense of, I feel like I'm giving the reins to good hands. So I could see this be his year of, I'm going to play my heart out. Uh, Cooper Cup, get ready for another triple crown or close to it. And everybody else, you better buckle up because we're going to be on one heck of a ride. And then the Rams will somehow squeak out the division. Mm. Well then. So I think we had, what, three different? We had uh, NFC West. We had the uh, AFC East. And... I think it's just you, the two, isn't it? Yeah, did you have you had the Lions were in the North, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah we, just... we both went Bengals, Jags, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, and Falcons. Yeah, so just two, just two. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, still we not 100% a... sold on the Lions, too. I, I, I still... 
No, but we took some guys from the bottom of the uh, the barrel and, and put them to the top, though. Most of the time, we took guys from the top and just said they stay in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel... I do feel the Bears could compete. You know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. They make me look stupid, but but we shall... Uh, we'll see, man. This will yeah. be... We'll see how this one ages. Hey, 409, write these down so you can blast them in our face about midway just, through the season. When you just break down the eight, man, it's just hard to say. Like, the East is the most competitive. Who does the North really have unless they figure it out? South is mediocre. The West has Patrick Mahomes to worry about. NFC East, I just don't think you count out Hurts like you said. The North is maybe a toss-up just between those the Vikings and the Lions. Maybe. You maybe know, the even South, the Packers, according to, uh, I mean, according to the wide receiver from the Packers. I mean, shoot, I just don't think you have... You have some guaranteed teams, and then you have some divisions that are just... Who who knows, man? Yeah, and that's the, I think that's the the big question here is there is a couple divisions out there where the Eagles, the Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs, to me those are like, I mean they have proven the past mm-hmm. few years that they are the team to beat and no one's knocking them off. So yep. I feel like until it happens, you can't really pick against them, man. I mean it's just yeah, it's it's my division. You're just living in it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, all right, everybody, we are at that time of the show where we do our uh, our fact of the week. So, uh, I'll go ahead and kick it first, man. I'll give you an NBA fact of the week. So, in playoff games this year, when Jokic scores over forty points, the Nuggets are zero and three. So, there's one for you. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so uh, I'm going to hit you with another baseball one since I got all these these questions in here. It, it is a fact, but I, I hey, you got a better chance. It's fifty fifty this time. Ooh, true or false? The 1928 Boston Braves oh set a record by playing eight consecutive doubleheaders. I mean, that's just wild. So I'm going to have to say it's true. It's uh, it's false. They actually played a record-breaking nine consecutive double headers. I kind of felt like you were going to say that. <laughs> and after being plagued with poor weather throughout much of the season, resulting in far more canceled games than usual, the team found themselves needing to play thirty-six games in four weeks. Uh, the Ow. team ended up playing fifteen double headers, nine of which were in a row. God, how'd they go? Do you got their record there? I, no, it don't tell me that much, so it must have not been too well. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I know we won it way back when as the Boston Braves. It's like one of those unofficial ones. I don't know if it was that year or not, though. <laughs> well, uh, you got any shout-outs this week, Ray Ray? Uh, yeah, I, I did him dirty last week and forgot to shout-out Connor from the Braves store. Uh you know, we we were talking, and he he's supposed to be giving the podcast to listen. So maybe now when I shout him out, Connor, if uh, if you actually listened, I'm going to ask you next time I'm up there, which we got a home stand coming up. So I'm going to probably be up there all week again. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> we're going to see if you listened or not. <laughs> also, um, uh, they, the Boston Braves went 50 and uh, 103 that year. So <laughs> I take it they did not do too well. Godly. Well, those those double headers didn't help him, I can tell you that. Heck no, I'm tired as heck, man. <laughs> well, uh, my shout out this week 
is uh is to mic battery so uh right now the uh the marines of mic battery are out there sucking it up in the elements you know training doing uh doing what we do as marines and uh embracing the suck out in the field so hey i just want to give him a shout out i know i know ray ray and myself are not uh not getting destroyed this time uh although yesterday it was a torrential downpour on me and the marines they loved it i told them that's why i picked supplies so i could stay inside but uh it uh it was brutal man brutal rain only for about 30 minutes but god lee was it insane i mean it was nuts soaked soaked so it rained a little bit today but i was gone yeah well i was today too so it uh Nice weather, shot, did the new rifle range qual, shot expert, so life's good. But yeah, well, shout out to uh, uh, shout maybe, out to Mike Battery getting it done. Maybe one day I'll get to come back. We'll see. Just <laughs> waiting on that paperwork. Oh man, just waiting on that paperwork. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Maybe I'll be That's a recruiter it, for you That's then. It. Uh, probably at this rate. <laughs> so well, Ray Ray. I got nothing. You got nothing, right? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I got, hold, hold up. Uh, yes, ma'am. Let me get a number seven. Hold up, guys. Let me mute this. I need a number seven with no tomato or oh uh, or, or lettuce. I need a large fry. Where, and um, Where are you at? Hey, wait, don't worry. It's Chick-fil-A. You don't know what number seven is? That's the uh, chicken club, you know, the grilled chicken club. Yes, oh ma'am. Uh, for a drink, let me just get God. a large water. And um, just throw whatever sauces you want to in the bag. I gotta, I gotta make this snappy. I'm oh my god! Hey, well, uh, my bad, guys. This dude is tripping. Hey, uh, so, hey, we're, we're late to work, sportsman, and uh, we out. See ya.